Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Cassetta! Yay! Yay! Uh, and we have got a great episode for you. Uh, it's kind of a continuation, sort of. It will be. It will be a continuation. It will dovetail back into where we were. Yeah. In classic Armando fashion, I had one task and then completely started at the beginning of man. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, we have some news and reviews. <laughs> Uh, the first news, as you almost undoubtedly know, is that we have a Patreon. Woot! Our Patreon is available at patreon.com slash cultpodcast for just $5 a month. You get access to the Speculation Zone and a shout-out on the show, which the Speculation Zone is fucking worth it. It's a great show. We just covered Roanoke with a very special guest. We've got some really cool ones lined up. Uh, and I can't fucking wait to share what it becomes with everyone who is a Patreon donor. Hooray! Yeah. Um, again, patreon.com slash podcast. You can go there, check out all our other tiers, because there are a fucking bunch of kick-ass rewards that we spent a lot of time making, and I'm very proud of them. Second piece of news is we are happy to finally announce for sure and definite that we will be at Panic Fest 2020. Woo! Panic Fest. We started our live show at Panic Fest 2019, and now we will be back for 2020. We're officially on the lineup. You can go check us out on their website. Um, I know there's a date up there, but we'll start promoting it a little bit closer to January, just so mm -hmm. that way, you know. But if you're interested in buying your tickets right this fucking second, you can go to panicfest.com, uh, I believe. Yeah. Um, and before we start the episode, we have got a five-star review. <laughs> This one comes to us from Pep819. They say, funny and informative. These three comedians bring a lot of serious research to their presentation of cults and their origins slash history slash horrific misdeeds. Then they layer on a twisted sense of humor. Love it. Drink this Kool-Aid for sure. Ooh, Ooh, we told you not to do that. <laughs> Every goddamn review. But please do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, good, it's good for business. Hey. Uh, one of the other things that I like is I was just like feeling self-conscious about how I did a history deep dive. And they're like, we love it. The origins and the history. And I'm like, fucking yes. Fucking nailed it. Would not have nailed world history, but fucking nailed this. <laughs> yeah. You really do. You need to get into British history. It's fucking nuts. My brain hurts all the time uh, <laughs> from learning things and then having nowhere to put them. Um, it is upsetting how many facts that I'll tr just like bring to the table at a party that nobody wants. No. I do like that you <laughs> when you said, I've got all these facts and nowhere to put them, you gestured in front of your chest almost like boobs <laughs> as if that's where I'm keeping all of my English history facts. <laughs> the bigger the boobs, the bigger the world history knowledge. The, I'll take that. Because the world is Round. Admit it! You admit it! Admit it! Globes! They finally got me. These globes are so full of history. Check these hemispheres, dog. <laughs> the flat earthers are spreading. We've got flat earthers all around the globe. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, uh, we present to you the show. Thank Jesus for the dome. Thank Jesus for the dome. 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 I can't tell which one of us is off, and it's definitely me for believing it. <laughs> Don't drink the cool. 
purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andre Gazzetto! Yay! And it's Armando's week. It is! Yes, we're picking up uh, kind of where we left off. And by that I mean not at all. In typical Armando fashion, I got curious. I did a lot of Google searches. And uh, now we're looking at the history of man, essentially. <laughs> okay. So right at the beginning, like when we call, c- crawled from the primordial ooze, we're just starting right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean more so when like that spaceship craft and Xenu uh, like let go of all those alien souls. Um, so you're telling me I prepared multiple Stevie Nicks song parodies for nothing? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> you can just throw them in whenever you feel. <laughs> it's always a good Stevie Nicks moment. That's true. Um, so over the last few weeks, we've covered the colonists who came to America and how they eventually founded the city of Salem. And we all know in some capacity what happened there. And for centuries, the church had put forth a message that an evil cult of devil worshippers had existed in the shadows, plotting against the safety and success of their Jesus-worshipping counterparts. (gasps) And I don't feel bad for talking about them, because even if they hex us, I have God on my side. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) We love you, God! I gotta post a, I'll post a video of that in the comments. And to this day, witchcraft, Wicca, and the practice of magic remains one of the most misunderstood and most feared topics out there. And for the next few episodes, we will be exploring the history, hatred, and attempted eradication of witchcraft and witches. I do love that at one point we tried to eradicate witches and now it's like the most profitable storefront in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really like, puts the rad in eradication. <laughs> There's like four houses of intuition in within a mile of where we sit. Yes. That's where they yes. put the rad. You don't want to know where they put the crystals. <laughs> one of the girls from the craft works there. Before we start, I want to get into our sources. So we have uh, the article, The History of Witches, which was published on All That's Interesting. The book, Witchcraft and Magic in Europe, Volume 1. And there is fucking six of these boys. So they're expensive, too. They're like 30 fucking dollars. Uh, Yeah, by Frederick Cryer and Marie Louise Thompson. And then we have the article, Origins of Greek Thought by David Schuler, as well... (laughs) Are you laughing because T-H-O-T thought? (laughs) The origins of the Greek thought. It was boys who were learning about philosophy. Those were the Greek thoughts. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was Aphrodite, but... And finally, uh, the article, The Weird and Wondrous World of Jews and Magic. Now, I gotta gotta say, it's not as anti-Semitic as you think. Do tell! No, I believe you. I believe you. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, that article, by the way, is by Marilyn Cooper. Um, and I want to say, whenever you have to Google Jews and magic in the same like Google search, there's always a 50-50 chance you'll get halfway through the article and be like, this is Nazis. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did a bad thing. Horns? What? So we're going to start, as I promised, in the beginning. <laughs> Magic, or at least the belief that magic is real, has been around as long as humanity itself. Before Harry Potter, before (gasps) Halloween, and before harrowing witch trials, the belief that those with the ability to alter the world around us in a supernatural way was commonplace. And moreover, those people were not always feared. Except when they do it on the sidewalk, and then people just like, oh my god, and run away from it. (laughs) Best type magic. That's like magic. I fucking love those magic videos. Yeah, this is going to be weird for Andrea, because she is staunchly anti-magician. I love witchcraft. Okay. (laughs) So, like, I love the idea of witchcraft, and I love the idea of personal magic. I do not like stage magicians. They terrify me. I'm the opposite. I am all in for some close-up card trickery, but I do not fucks with the spirit world oh, because yeah. it can fucks with you back. That's I'm just all I'm saying. So can magicians. <laughs> <laughs> so as far back as Sumer, the first known complex civilization, magic was a part of everyday life. The ancient Mesopotamian society, along with pretty much most of Mesopotamia, had a very different belief system than the one that follows us today. It was an elaborate card game with beautiful illustrations. I don't get it. Magic the Gathering. Oh, God. (laughs) They carved them on stone tablets. (laughs) (laughs) They kept them in giant binders. (laughs) 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 Pictures were just turning pages of stone tablets like clunk, 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 clunk. The best part is they have a Magic the Gathering collection, so they're actually fucking ripped. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) so fucking Lightning bolt. Lightning bolts. You guys want a fucking duel or what? Yeah, you don't want to fuck with the nerds, man. Roll for initiative. God, I hate (laughs) Chatticus. So, as a whole, the Mesopotamians were polytheistic, meaning that they believed in many different gods and goddesses. But we're not exactly sure how many they believed in in total. A Finnish researcher and professor was once able to list out all of the known deities and came up with a whopping 2,400. Now, for some of you that are more versed in uh, religion than I am, I found out that uh, Hinduism, there's like fucking... What is it? Three million? Thirty-three million? I have no idea. I, I haven't heard numbers that high. I've heard like eight thousand and stuff, but I also wouldn't doubt that there are yeah. more than that. I could be wrong, but again, there's other religions outside of even Hinduism that have uh, a polytheistic nature that are just there are so many gods. Well, there's a god for everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. There's when I was in India, the the city that I was in, the city has its own god. But also, there's a sacred lake that has its own god. So it's like, if you th- if you multiply that by every city in India, like, not only are people ascribing to the gods that everyone kind of believes in, like Rama and Krishna and all that stuff, they're also like, this river, this mountain, this is my ancestral home, this language, like right. everything. My ancestors, yeah. this guru. I also think of it like, when you think about how many saints there are in Catholicism. Exactly. Similar idea, except they're not technically deities. What yeah. deities on your family plan? 
<laughs> you get like five of them. Yeah, you get five. It. That's how, I mean, that is kind of how it goes. Is like you have like your favorites. Yeah. That's your family plan. And then you can like call in other deities. Yeah, but... all I've got is Zoroaster. <laughs> there are so many deities that we could actually create a Magic the Gathering style game. <laughs> of just deities? Of just and, or, deities. or of saints, of Catholic saints. Oh my God. You s- actually think there is a card I'm game like that. I'm pretty sure there's a saint. So are they... you talking about church, the hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> be church the potluck thank you that's good so um much like what you were talking about andrea they are what is known as henotheistic because essentially some of them viewed a certain or particular god or goddess as being superior while still acknowledging that other deities are very much real and still meaningful to others which is like it's like religious acceptance on crack. It's like, not only do I believe in your God, but I believe that Jesus and Zenu are kicking it upstairs in heaven. Like to get, like they both coexist. And there's absolutely no way that would happen because Jesus would be like, are you eating ketchup soup? I am out. Get out of our Fine, cafeteria. Fine, man. You fucking what? I'm going to go hang out of my yacht, bitch. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, Jesus. You even have a yacht? Don't fucking need one, dog. I got these Walk on feet. water. <laughs> Do you want some fishes and loaves with your ketchup soup? <laughs> Too fucking bad. Oh, yeah, Jesus? Well, good luck working in Hollywood, motherfucker. <laughs> Joke's on you. I've got abs. <laughs> So each city in Mesopotamia had its own patron deity, Uh, but eventually they took it one step further because each person had their own personal god or goddess, which at first sounds fun like a personal pizza, but instead of being about cheese and fun toppings, it's more overwhelming responsibility to keep your own deity happy, healthy, and on your side. Did you get it if you read enough books from the book fair? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. If you read enough about your personal god, you just have to always worry that it hates you. I'm just picturing this as like a touched by an angel scenario where just every once in a while your deity comes down and is like, I'm Irish for no reason. And then just leaves. <laughs> In the belief system, gods and goddesses are are less like deities and more like co-workers almost. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 strange because they're they are more perfect than you at base level, but they're still capable of being idiots and also in very much in particular in getting drunk. They're very prone to getting fucking wasted. Dude, God ate my yogurt out of the break room (laughs) fridge. God drank all of the fireball. (laughs) I'm drunk and I'm in charge of your future. (laughs) Why is it so good? So another huge difference between this ancient religion and most modern religions is because they're like co-workers, they're they're more, they're less something to be celebrated and loved and more something that these people just straight up 
feared. Like an abusive alcoholic relative. Oh, for sure. If you failed to keep your god or goddess happy, then you would have zero protection from the many demons constantly trying to ruin your life at seemingly every point possible. That sounds exhausting. I see yeah. why we went to one. It's, <laughs> it's less of a religion and more of a spiritual booster shot. That's what's really fucked up about it, too. So the Mesopotamians kept these all-knowing vaccines happy through rituals like sacrificing animals or meals to their altars. Uh, they also maintained statues of their deity and by reciting prayers that basically said, I believe that there are other gods and goddesses, but you're the best one around. And as much as this sounds just like a manipulative one-sided relationship, uh, the gods and goddesses did provide their devotees with something of value. Since each person's deity knew that individual's destiny, they could share the future with those who were in good standing with their god. Deities could express themselves through omens and various rituals, like observing oil dropped into a glass of water, or the interpretation of dreams, or basic astrology, or even the observing of the behavior of birds, which is one of my favorites. Birds are always omens, all the way up through the ancient Greeks. Yeah. That's a thing. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Not too fucking good, man. Just got attacked by a goose. That can't be good. <laughs> I just saw a fucking crow and it flipped me off. <laughs> I saw an eagle and it was like, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> it was like, how'd you learn my name, eagle? Why are eagles talking? I did also eat a bunch of mushrooms earlier. <laughs> Could be related. Completely unrelated. <laughs> I'm picturing like a Delor like an old timey DeLorean pulling up and just being like, Marty, it's me, your deity. We've got to get back to the future. Like, that's what I'm picturing when they're telling the future. Kind of. Also, I just now realized that technically all birds have suicide doors. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty fucking cool. Birds, Lamborghinis, mean... and DeLoreans, suicide doors. They're just wings. There's no door. Caca! <laughs> Ballin'! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I tried. I'll leave. Chickens don't fly. And we can kind of laugh about how silly some of these practices might seem, but the ancient Mesopotamians weren't wrong about everything. In fact, when it comes to cosmology, they were surprisingly accurate with their ideas. They actually believed that the earth was flat and covered with a series of domes made with various precious stones. Damn it! The Mesopotamians thought it was right, and they knew about goose attacks. Thank Zoroaster <laughs> for the dome. <laughs> <sighs> but the uh, the divination rituals used by Mesopotamians uh, to see their futures required the help of special priests and shamans. The implication being that magic was common, and what we might call magicians were forces for good instead of being instantly feared. Unlike today, where if you meet a magician, you know it's going to be a bad date. Yes. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're on a date with the magician, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Can I hold your sleight of hand? <laughs> Just making the check disappear and float to your side of the table. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a date at the magic castle, that's pretty cool. That is that pretty cool. Be terrifying. Any fun? <laughs> There's something about magicians that always, like, but I feel like behind every magic trick is a lot of loneliness and despair. And I think that deep down that comes off to me in their act. And I can't, I can't, like, I can't 
make it okay. Like, I feel sad when I watch a magician. Okay, so the card is back in the deck. I'm going to shuffle it, and before your very eyes, I'm going to make my parents sad. (laughs) Before your very eyes, I'm going to disappoint everyone who believed in me in high school. What I think is, what I think it is, too, for you, is just knowing you for this long, I think... One of your main issues is that the crux of every magic trick is a lie. Yes, and that makes me really upset. Yeah, it's just people doing fancy lying. (laughs) Reach inside your vagina. Is that your card? (laughs) You need to leave. (laughs) It's not my card, but its name is Daryl now. (laughs) (laughs) But not all who practice magic were respected members of society, just like today. Suck it, Chris Angel. Even back then, people were afraid of those who could use the power of magic to harm the innocent. There are a few stories of people using magic in a sort of weaponized way. The most famous example that I could come up with was in the Sumerian epic and Merkar and the Lord of Arata. Or as we know it, Dragon Ball Z. There you go. <laughs> In this story, the unnamed king of the legendary city of Arata wants the nearby city of Uruk to pay tribute. But when Uruk refuses, the angry king decides to send a magician to use magic to bore them to... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) He sends a magician to basically force them into submission. I'm just picturing this magician being like, okay, I need to borrow $100 from the audience. (laughs) Great. See you guys next week. (laughs) Just never doing a trick. Wow, he's really good. He's amazing. He you always gets $100. $100 disappear. He gets back to Arata. He's like, they gave me $50. <laughs> I think there's a magician character in Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm just imagining that guy. The magician in the story uses witchcraft or evil magic to stop the goats and cows from producing milk, which is important because that is what the city uses to offer to their patron goddess. Yeah, because goddesses love cheese. I know I love cheese, and I know what Lizzo tells me about my own deification. Yeah. So this is a problem. Well, apparently she was the patron goddess of strong bones and great advertising. (laughs) um, Also, like... It sounds crazy, but think of the fucking panic that would happen if uh, Derry just was gone or Derry just... Uh, white people would riot in the street. I would be so upset. I would be super upset. And most of Los Angeles would be like, this is what you get. The environment needs this. <laughs> Are you Los- a baby cow? You shouldn't be drinking that. Yes. Most of Los Angeles would be on fire, but it would be Cheese's fault this time. Yeah. Uh, and... If the city was unable to appease their goddess, then that meant within their belief system, everything would absolutely go to shit. In order to save the city, a woman steps up and challenges the evil magician to essentially a magic off. That's <laughs> yes. This is uh, what's that step up? What's what's the step up to the street? No, yeah, it's that, but with magic. I can't wait to see this musical. <laughs> I I was just picturing those scenes in Harry Potter where they're just like Avada Kedavra, just like across the room at each other. Expelliarmus. It, it is somehow infinitely weirder than that oh do tell so they both throw special bait into a nearby river and first the magician is able to catch a carp but the woman wins the first round by somehow fishing out an eagle who swoops in and steals the carp away from the magician 
she was keeping it in her sleeve the whole time. That's why they always wear sleeves. Ah. <laughs> it's really just the art of distraction. It's an illusion. <laughs> if you read the Old Testament, this is all up in the Old Testament. Yes. In the next round, the magician uses bait and somehow fishes out a lamb. But the woman wins because she somehow uses this bait in the river to catch a fucking wolf. And so this early version of Pokemon just continues. <laughs> you have used wolf. It's super effective. <laughs> uh, it just continues a few more times until the evil magician proclaims that he was beaten. And so the woman fucking kills the dude. Sounds and, awesome. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, I'm in favor of and this. And throws his dead body into the river. Which What'd she kind catch of, then? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say it kind of explains why there's so many fucking wolves. <laughs> she just catches a hotter dude back. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is like if every time you try and fish, you catch a fucking wolf, I think you have bigger problems than not having milk, dude. Yeah, this, this is definitely a case of like the rivers running red as of blood. Like, yeah. real rough. So death is not an uncommon fate for those who practice magic for evil purposes. In other words witchcraft and in addition to stories about evil magic there are also ancient laws that forbid witchcraft some areas had laws that involved a need for evidence and actual interrogation rather than just jumping straight to an execution and by the way this is in ancient mesopotamia this is in the first civilization you have to prove that she turned your dick into a newt <laughs> Yeah, it didn't always look like that. Yeah. <laughs> she she James Newton Dick, are you okay? You look really suspicious. It it definitely used to be bigger. She definitely sent a spirit duck to eat my dick. And there definitely <laughs> didn't used to be those spots. <laughs> See what happened is he tried to pee in the river and a fucking hawk took the rest of his dick away. <laughs> And then this wolf came, <laughs> ate the eagle and the cock. So now we can't reattach it. Now, this is very serious question. When you say cock, did it come from the river or was it his penis? <laughs> because there are hella animals in this river. <laughs> this river. Produced by Dick Wolf. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> and that's how Dick Wolf came to be. Which dick? <laughs> there are many animals inside of the river. These are their stories. Looks like we found a wolf in the victim's ear canal. <laughs> <laughs> suffered multiple river contusions. <laughs> Sorry. That's I, I, a great iced tea. <laughs> However, some areas had kind of a workaround. If there was no physical evidence available, then in some areas, the accused would be subject to trial by river. <laughs> Not with all the what wolves is with in this there? fucking river? <laughs> this actually might this actually might explain why there's so many fucking wolves in this river. So <laughs> details on the event that Mesopotamians called the river ordeal, <laughs> which an ordeal it certainly is, they're kind of scarce. Uh, from context, it sounds like the defendant would be placed in the middle of a river, and if they were able to escape, they were innocent, and if they drowned, they had to be guilty. Because your gods know, your personal gods and goddesses, they know your fate, your destiny, and uh, if you were innocent, then no deity would let that happen. 
And there is apparently, from what I was able to read, there are cases where people were able to get to the other side of the river and they went, not a witch. Let's just get back with our day. John, you're a fucking liar. (laughs) And then they would kill the person who accused a false witch, too. That was the other thing. Oh, that's pretty dope. So it's like your personal god or goddess would give you some water wings yeah (laughs) and you'd get across that river that's crazy dude yeah there's also like you could be swept away but that doesn't mean you die you could just go to the end of the river and you're like guess i live here now (laughs) survive the wolves (laughs) he's riding the eagle (laughs) left a big wolf in the river riding down the waves away from the town that's the first one rolling rolling with the eagles because they're just full of animals so big is this river i don't know i think it might be different rivers unless i'm wrong about where it is then it could just be one big ass fucking river (laughs) they were just like we've got the tigris the euphrates and then that one river that's just fucking full of animals that river we don't talk about that we don't talk about the animal river howling (laughs) howling Howling on the river. Sorry. Fringy dresses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but again, remember that in the story of the magician and the woman, neither one of these people is ever labeled a witch. Instead, the action of practicing magic for an evil purpose is noted as witchcraft or zoology. <laughs> <laughs> As far as the Mesopotamians were concerned, magic was an everyday event, but witchcraft itself was a strong taboo. Basically everything in moderation, like cologne, totally fine. If you drown yourself in Axe body spray, you deserve to die in a river. (laughs) So the other ancient Middle Eastern civilizations that came after Mesopotamia had very similar belief systems as well. And I'm very much just kind of meh. I'm not saying they all did. I'm just saying that they had similar belief Yada, systems. yada, yada, yada. Yes. <laughs> Lot, thousands of years of history. But when the Hebrews conquered Canaan sometime near 1000 BC, they did not fuck with any of this magic and sorcery bullshit that had been going on before they got there. Which is pretty unique for the time with the exception of Zoroastrianism, which was also monotheistic, but was also uncharacteristic for the time exactly and we're going to get into this a little bit because okay historically speaking the biggest influence on our concept of witchcraft actually comes from the laws against witchcraft from the torah and the old testament which similar and here's where things get interesting and hella contradictory and okay this next sentence is going to sound like it is taken straight from Alex Jones' podcast. But hear me out. It's because I found it on Alex Jones' podcast. The Jews used magic, but only when absolutely necessary. <laughs> what? I mean, and I, I, we talked prior to this episode, and I know that you're going to cover some of this in a later episode, so I don't want to blow up your spot. But yeah. there is mystical Judaism. That is a there thing. There is. And that is something that I, I kind of want to get into a little bit later, but also try and figure out how it fits in with the narrative only because we're trying to eventually get to the witch trials yeah um what i am gonna say is that both the bible and the torah say things like 
you shall not suffer a witch to live. Right. Or how it is super forbidden to be a soothsayer, an augur, or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Magic is very much real in these texts. It is also very much forbidden. Except the figures in both of these texts often themselves practice what could be seen as magical acts. There are miracles, which, depending on the eye of the beholder... So, like, when Aaron throws down the rod before the pharaoh, it turns into a snake. Which, by the way, I'm going to start calling throwing your rod down before the pharaoh sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or when Moses parts the Red Sea, which I'm going to start calling a different type of sex. Um, Do you think it was red because of all the dead animals? (laughs) (laughs) Or when animals speak or when barren women give birth, there is no... Bushes catch on fire. Exactly. Columns of fire. Well, we live in California. Things catch on fire a lot. I mean, if you fuck the wrong magician, your bush is going to (laughs) burn. It's so many spots. (laughs) The key difference seems to be that when witches and wizards follow a ritual, they use magic. But when a religious figure prays for help or a sign and God intervenes, that is seen as a miracle. Carlo Ginsberg, a history professor at UCLA, explains that the term magic in a lot of modern history is used to describe the religious and ritualistic practices of someone that Christianity and Judaism disagree with. What's the difference between a prayer and a ritual? Idolatry is often used in a negative connotation, but often the ones being criticized use idols how modern Christians and Jews use their own symbols. So the argument here is kind of that there really isn't a difference between praying for a miracle and using a ritual to use magic. It's just how you view what you think of as a ritual, because really like praying is kind of ritualistic in a way. And a lot of the stuff that people do is kind of like, especially with the fact like we talked with Katie French about is like the worship of, uh, or not necessarily worship, but like the, the Christmas tree is kind is of a like a pagan symbol. Yeah. Well that there is a very good, ex- I should do a speculation zone on that. Cause there is a very good explanation for why that happens. Yeah. And we'll get, we'll get into more of this stuff as we move on uh, or as we move forward. I do want to say one of the really interesting things and one of the differences, especially like in the Old Testament between like witchcraft and then the prophets, like if you look at the perspective of everything that happened in the Bible and you read it, it's like it's always like the the prophets are like the good guys. But if you look at it in the context of history, they're actually kind of the assholes because like they do kill a bunch of people. They kill a bunch of people, but also like Sumerians and people that were uh, polytheistic they're like, oh, yeah, you can worship whoever. We don't care. But it was the 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 monotheistic people that were just like, no, you can't worship anyone else and we'll kill you. The argument that uh, people like Carlo Ginsburg and a few others that I had listed down, but I seem to maybe have deleted, is that um, there isn't super a difference between the ritual of witchcraft or magic or etc and the like rituals of like prayer and um what we would think of as like normal you know because even me not being religious whenever i hear ritual in my head it's just like oh no but like prayer even to me not religious totally normal i and this is just personally not scared by the word ritual oh yeah uh, i think humans crave ritual oh we and do whatever totally. whatever your version of that is that's what you end up gravitating towards yeah. and so i do i guess personally view a lot of the things that i would participate in with christianity as our rituals 
in the sense of ritual being a traditional practice. Or even something that happens ritualistically. Yeah. Like the fact of one of the things that I found in like ancient Mesopotamian magic is that there was a ritual that would actually cleanse you of all of the evil that had attached itself to you every day. And really, when you break it down, it's a shower. They just took showers. That's what it is. I mean, that's that's a good one. And because that's the other thing is like magic back in the day could stem from anything being like necromancy to medicine or spices on chicken or science exactly like it was all encompassing so it's it's kind of different well the thing too about ritual and like because i grew up catholic and we have so many rituals like every mass is a ritual but the thing that we love and crave about ritual is that it makes these terrifying moments in our own lives universal but i feel like that's also in us celebrating them together and in them being a unifying force, they become something to be celebrated instead of feared. Exactly. Yeah. But as things moved on into the early Middle Ages, which again, blah, uh, things get a lot more lax when it comes to witchcraft. Among scholars and the educated, the common belief was that witches were not real. In fact, over the next several centuries, the church's official view on witchcraft was not to give a flying fuck about it. <laughs> In 643, part of the Lombard Code stated, let nobody presume to kill a foreign serving maid or female servant as a witch, for it is not possible nor ought to be believed by Christian minds. <laughs> that is in I kind of like that one. Good that call. Is, that is in the year 643. <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, when you think about it in that context of believing that witches aren't real and therefore you shouldn't kill somebody for being a witch. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel when people say that retail workers are required to say Merry Christmas. Where I'm like, it's not real. Yeah. You need to stop getting (laughs) mad at people about it. No one orders retail workers to say Merry Christmas. Fucking knock it off. The Starbucks cups never said Merry Christmas until this year when they say Merry Coffee just to piss you off. That's no one wins in that one. It's everyone loses. It's laid out really weird. The typography on it's terrible. It's yeah, Armando called it the zodiac killer cup oh my god that cup yeah Yeah. it's supposed to say merry coffee not i killed this many people new york (laughs) times or or no los angeles times yeah Yeah. i fucking pieced it together and it just said vote ted cruz (laughs) 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 but getting back to this and this one is even more fucking wild to me later in the year 783 again still before there was even thousands in the years the Catholic Church's Council of Paderborn decreed that it was actually illegal, illegal to condemn people as witches and the sentence for burning a witch was death to the accuser. Hell yeah, dude. That's basically saying not only is this stupid, but if you waste my fucking time with this shit, I will fucking kill you. Which, by the way, is exactly how I feel when it comes to Big Bang Theory. It's a fucking stupid and if you waste my time with it, I will kill you. Yeah. Also, Sheldon's a witch. Burn him. (laughs) That's why he wears a bow tie. (laughs) But as time moves on, things tend to get a lot stupider, which is something that can always be said forever. (laughs) So St. Thomas Aquinas, inspired by the writings of St. Augustine, tried to explain that witchcraft was indeed real and that those who had practiced it had made a deal with the devil. 
Although, ironically, many clerics in the Middle Ages openly practiced demonology. Demonology and astrology and tarot. Because they believed that Jesus Christ had... Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! We love you, God! (laughs) Granted his disciples power to command, summon, and control demons. That is in the Bible as well. And it's so that they can cast demons out of people. Yeah. And so because Papa Jesus said it was okay, it was not technically a sin. Well, and it was supposed to be used in the name of Jesus. But the problem is, if you don't use it correctly, sometimes the demons don't fucking listen to you. And there's actually a passage in the Bible where it's basically a demon says from inside somebody, I know Jesus, but who the fuck are you? Hmm. And who are you to call me out of things? So don't fuck with the spirit world. That's all I'm saying. You don't know what you're fucking with. You don't know who's answering you. That's like demons are like your coworker who's like, you got to come in today. And it's like, I know my manager, but who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And to make matters worse, theologists like St. Thomas further blurred the lines between witchcraft and what the church called uh, paganism. And if you haven't listened to our speculation, speculation zone episode with Katie French, highly recommend it again. If you have not, the key takeaway is that paganism is just what people called all of the polytheistic pre-Christian religions in order to just lump them all together. It was half for convenience's sake and half to put them all definitively into one category labeled bad. And while what the church considered to be pagan beliefs were not bad, they were very much real. While they weren't paganism as a title they were other religions and they were real and when you mix that with a belief like witchcraft it makes something very bad but not real witchcraft seem more real and something not bad but real quote-unquote pagan religions seem actually bad so when you do this it it just kind of crosses the streams so to speak to kind of make uh paganism and witchcraft you know it makes one look worse and it makes the other one look real it's uh, to put them in the same category so i to to quickly summarize the version of witchcraft that they're talking about doesn't exist and they're conflating it with religions that do exist which makes people in turn more afraid of the religions that do exist because they believe that they're doing the things that don't exist kind of like the satanic panic exactly Exactly. it's it's almost uh, an identical situation that we have building up um and so the kind of the whole point of christian god is something that andrea said earlier which is that Christian God is the one true God. So if there aren't any other gods, then whatever anyone else is praying to or practicing rituals for must have been a demon or even worse, the devil. So even despite laws condemning it, witch hunting became a cultural phenomenon. Uh, Suddenly bad crops, terrible weather, and even impotence could be blamed on someone else's pact with a demon in order to take you down. This is literally the satanic panic. Yeah, which it also really speaks to the ego of man that uh, you could just not get a boner and your first thought is, witch! (laughs) My favorite is when you just like spot kids wearing black in the park and you're just like, demonic possession (laughs) it's not just that they're sad because they're pale no (laughs) they're gonna go on to be magicians (laughs) oh god forbid they already have the trench i just i'm picturing on an awkward first date where a guy goes to pull a condom out of a girl and there's just more and more tied a chain after so many never stops when he finishes a dove flies out (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Even worse, people use accusations of witchcraft in order to kill people off for politically motivated reasons. Like in the case of Herman II, Count of Celia, who accused his daughter-in-law, Veronica, of witchcraft and then had her drowned despite her official acquittal in a trial, although the real reason was because he felt that she was of lower nobility, thus unworthy of his son. Well, I mean, even look at Henry VIII. We were talking about literally a week or so ago. Yeah, Henry VIII. Uh, and also, super, most famously, Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah. Who I would love to cover in an upcoming The Speculation Zone episode. I don't know why I said the. I should have just said Speculation Zone. It's not a freeway in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> she was burned alive just so that her body could not be resurrected on Judgment Day. Metal. Yeah. I would love to cover her because the story is super fucking I also love that they thought, they were like, Christ is definitely going to come back. We're going to have a judgment day. He can do whatever he wants, except if we burn her. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, he he's can not, do whatever he wants. He's not magic or anything. He 100% is, and he can burn ah, her. Got her. Got her. I didn't, I've not disagreed with you once. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, like we're seeing now with frosted tips and neon colors, things of the past that others think of as stupid are always going to seem interesting to somebody in the future. <laughs> They're like, mm, that ramen hair looks delicious. <laughs> so crunchy. It's. I feel like people who get frosted tips think it was the hair that made Justin Timberlake attractive. I, when I was... A, a teenager because I was like 13 when frosted tips were at their height. When they were at their frosted peak? Frosted peak. I was obsessed with I loved a, a guy with frosted tips. I thought it was the hottest thing in the world. And there was a guy in my class who had like the front skater swoop. Oh, yeah. And the tips were frosted. And I thought it looked so cool. I tried for years to make my hair like do the front swoosh and, yeah. and it just curls back. I just got a fucking... You got, yeah, your hair is too curly. Curly hair. I also wanted to dye my hair blonde and my mom was like, you're not going to like it. And I was like, you don't know, mom. I'd be good blonde. And she's like, you're not going to fucking like it. It's Well, it also it hurts when your hair is this dark and you yeah. have to bleach it down. Oh, yeah. But also that guy with the... Like, I'm just remembering now who had the frosted tips one time ate a protractor in class. What? <laughs> so like clearly the frosted tips were making me overlook some underlying problems. Well, he used to be smart before he frosted yeah, those tips. Yeah, I was going to say. And here's why I'm remembering it cuz I was thinking about like the guy <laughs> I I'm just imagining a dude just eating a whole protractor. Oh, he broke it into pieces. That doesn't make it better. <gasps> it kind of, the plastic. It kind How of did does. he shit? Plastic doesn't degrade. He still has that in his body. I don't know. He didn't even get Give me the time of day so i have no idea how well he was shitting but i do remember telling somebody at one point being like yeah i think he's really cute and they're like he ate a protractor <laughs> do you think he was trying to eat a protractor to regain the iq points he lost when he frosted his tips he was not a smart dude um <laughs> and, and i think he was probably spitting it out or shat blood for days right <laughs> it's so sharp but yeah the consensus was that he had eaten a protractor oh my fucking god that would have been the dude that asked me to prom <laughs> <laughs> that happened every year it's just like some fucking weirdo that i was just like what why is this happening to me <laughs> 
<laughs> so during the Renaissance, the bourgeoisie and nobility were absolutely fascinated with the ancient practice of eating protractors. And they, no. <laughs> it's just like now when people are like, ooh, vintage. Yeah, exactly. They were fascinated by the ancient practice of ceremonial magic that the quote-unquote pagans once saw as commonplace, which is funny to me because bougie is how I would describe anyone now who was also into magic. I wouldn't think of people into magic as bougie. I would think of them as baristas. <laughs> Sorry, fair. that was real cold. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that I would go with bougie hipster. Hipsters are bougie to me because it takes a lot of money to look that poor. It does. It really does. Accurate. Also, hipsters love fr- fr- frosted tips now. Oh, my God. Do really? They? Are they coming back? Is that coming back? They are coming back. Why? Yeah. Specifically with skaters. I need no. to ready my loins. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> I'm going to go to Walmart and just get a bunch of protractors. <laughs> just travel wherever I go. Offering them to skaters on the street. How many degrees of love is it? Let me give you this protractor and find out. My arms can go 360 degrees around you. But you wouldn't know if you... I mean, you got to keep it whole so you yeah. can measure it. So don't eat it just yet. But like, you know. It tastes like shit, man. <laughs> I'm going to go skate. Uh, in particular, they were most intrigued by the practices of Greco-Roman magic. So... The ancient Greeks, they had a religion that was similar to the Mesopotamians. They were... It was... Hellenistic paganism. Yeah. It was pretty widely accepted that there was a pantheon of like 12 gods and goddesses. Um, the extended, the Greek extended universe, <laughs> I if was you will. Say, it was like more than 12. And then you were like extended universe. And I was like, that's right. There, there, there are more. Go. There are 12 that were like, everyone was like, yeah, fucks with that. Yeah. There's like the Avengers. Yeah. And then there's like, you know. Ant-Man. Like Red Sonia or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's, is that Marvel or DC? Oh, fuck I have that. no oh, clue. Whatever. I think Red Sonia is part of Thor's Pass me universe. a protractor. <laughs> it's Dusu. I know it. He also used to eat papers. And now that I think about it, maybe he just had Pika. He could have just had a tiny school inside of his belly. Like, well, a, I mean, I went to a tiny school. So the fact that he was eating our supplies was like, dude, we've only got like six of those. <laughs> have you not considered a honey, I shrink the kids scenario? <laughs> Always assume they shrunk the kids, Ms. honey. Miss Frizzle's like, there's a whole office next in here. <laughs> So the kids got to do their homework. I'm helping them out. <laughs> so yeah, there's 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 a twelve accepted ones. There's multiple multiple other ones. Um, but everyone kind of seemed to worship one more than the others, depending on their region and even sometimes their occupation. Yeah, like I really liked Thor Ragnarok, but that like <laughs> Captain America Civil War could go eat shit. You know. Yeah. Or how if uh, you saw a dude eating a protractor, you'd uh, channel Poseidon Just because... Just slide right off a chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> smells like fish. It's not me. It's my god. <laughs> so, uh, in Greek literature, magic seems to have a different use than it did in Mesopotamia. The Greeks seemed to use magic in times of need when you needed to get some important shit done. Like when you wanted to turn into a dolphin to impregnate somebody so that your godwife doesn't know. Zeus did that. We he should have turned a game. into a lot of animals. That's probably what was in that river. <laughs> I, was, I was like, the river! It's all connected! Follow the money! Halliburton! <laughs> Little known fact, they were using protractors as bait. <laughs> 
One of the earliest known writings that supports this is from Homer's Odyssey. In Book X or Book Ten, not fucking sure. Uh, haven't read it. Just gonna say that up you front. You read the Odyssey? The Odyssey's fucking good. Uh, I have read it in high school. What about the Iliad? Did not care for it. Yeah, did right. not care for any of it. Did not want to read. Did not want to be in school. Just wanted protractors. <laughs> Are you my soulmate? <laughs> and frosted tips. Uh, in book X slash 10, Odysseus throws down against Circe. And in their battle, Circe uses magic by using a wand. And she had turned all of his men into pigs. Yes. But Odysseus also uses magic, just in a different form. He utilizes a secret herb given to him by Hermes that they called Molly. Oh, wait. Sorry. Molly is not smokable. Molly is a party drug that you take in a rave with several other frosted tips and, and have a great rolling. fucking time. Ooh, rolling. Rolling in some house music. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure the Molly protected him so much as he was just high out of his fucking gourd. Mm. Maybe that's why he thought everyone was pigs. (laughs) (laughs) And while the bougie nobles of the Renaissance weren't getting high on Molly, because that wouldn't happen until the 80s, they were very much interested in the practice of fortune-telling rituals like palm reading, pyromancy, and sand throwing with a little bit of darker shit on the side in the form of necromancy <laughs> your eyes are about to hurt really <laughs> right? bad what do you mean ha <laughs> pocket sand <laughs> <laughs> i can tell the future <laughs> i'm always crying <laughs> this is why uh but times were changing for the church as well. The Christian doctrine had made some interesting developments because now they recognized the existence of witchcraft as a form of satanic influence and as a classification of heresy. And if you remember uh, generally what was going on, this is prime time inquisition where the one thing that they're trying to fight, not so much witchcraft, but full on heresy. And these two interesting developments will go head-to-head in next week's episode as we continue our series on witchcraft and witches. This also starts to inform the Crusades a little bit, too, because it gives them essentially carte blanche to kill people who don't believe what they believe because they're quote-unquote evil. Yeah, and this is something we'll we'll link the paganism stuff a little bit more uh, next week. The thing about history-based episodes is that whenever I do them, I remember that I should have been listening in high school instead of sleeping behind the drama room and getting high. Or Sunday school, where your mom said you for daycare for a brief amount of time. Yeah, for one whole summer. Went to Knott's Berry Farm and learned a little bit about how cool Jesus Christ could be. You could have learned all about Jacob and Esau and Cain and Abel at that point. They mostly just showed us veggie tales and then had us play Jesus games to win Jesus cash to buy Jesus prizes. Well, I'm here to tell you that the real Jesus would have flipped some tables over that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But veggie tales is pretty legit. Yeah. So we will be back next week with veggie tales part two. Uh, The the witch is a cucumber. (laughs) No, no, no. That's what the magician... (laughs) pulls out of you at the end of the third date 
if you make it that long. Why wouldn't he use a carrot so he could feed it to his rabbit later? Well, uh, I mean, first of all, rabbits will eat any number of vegetables. But secondly, no one wants a carrot when you could have a cucumber. It's not the size of the vegetable that you're holding in your sleeve for an awkward interaction. (laughs) It's the crisp of the crunch. It's the crisp of the crunch. It's the crisp of the crunch. So before we go, there is something that I want to touch on a little bit. And it is something that uh, we will get into more as the series move forward, moves forward. But something that you'll probably notice is that the further we get into history, the more the role of witch and the gender of women are linked together. And the reason for that is still kind of up for debate. Although there are a few more educated folks who have offered up a lot of very good, credible theories, especially this one. First, something you got to remember is that way back, as far as the ancient Mesopotamians we started with, the belief of gods went hand in hand with powerful goddesses. In addition to this, in the ancient Middle East civilizations, the power of magic was often delegated to wise women and priestesses, like the wise woman who beat that evil fucking magician and threw his dead body into a river, which is like full of wolves. It was not the ending I was expecting, but I'm I'm here for it, I guess. As long as you don't throw me in a fucking river, guy. All right. Uh, when the Hebrews settled in Canaan, as we mentioned earlier. They brought with them a male-centric view on God. Additionally, Indo-European expansion into the Middle East brought with it a culture that valued aggression and had male gods of war that washed away the goddesses and wise women of the past. Now, since basically all of those are in the past, all that was left was the stories of women practicing magic, which could be the reason that most people attribute witchcraft to women. Also, as we move forward with actual witch trials... In this period of time, women have no power. There, it, it is like this weird thing where over time women have less and less power. And witchcraft, anytime a woman begins to exert power, she's accused of witchcraft, essentially. Yeah. Is what we're, we're going to start to see happen. So. Well, it's, it's an easy way to cast dispersions because it's a, a gendered term that has a negative connotation. It's kind of like now when if there's a woman you don't like, she's a bitch or a cunt or a slut. It's these are gendered terms used to immediately cast somebody into a bad light or and there's other ones that are less incendiary like harpy. I just remember during the 2016 election hearing everyone and their brother call Hillary Clinton a harpy and it's like, hey, there are reasons you can criticize Hillary Clinton 100 percent. But that one is not it like that is a specifically sexist term that doesn't provide any useful discourse so, you know, yeah. shit's still happening. I mean, over and over again, we see any time, and this is a very, like, Christian belief, but any time, or, like, old-school Christian belief, I should say, but any time a woman displays traits that are typically thought of as male, aggressiveness, power, leadership, those are seen as negative qualities in a woman. Right, being even bossy. If, even if yes. they're positive qualities. And so, like, a lot of these words and a lot of the terms like witchcraft, like you would just be a doctor if you were a dude. But because you're a woman, you're a witch. So that's kind of what we're going to see, I'm sure, next week. Well, here's what I think is actually kind of really interesting because we're following one point of trajectory. Yes. But in different parts of the world, witchcraft and women are not as synonymous. No. Which I find really interesting, specifically in like 
Afrocentric or South American religions, men are often witches. And it's very common. But in part, that follows a different religious trajectory entirely from what we're looking at right here. Oh, yeah. And there's also like similar lines from where it started could be made about how like the origins of Voodoo and voodoo. Exactly. And it's just an entirely different story because right now what we're focusing on is witchcraft in the Western world. In right. Almost entirely, except for all the backstory because right. nothing started here. Right. The white people just get it from other, other people and then they make it weird. Yeah. Just like pizza or tacos. <laughs> yeah. This episode is a little bit more light and fun because it's the history of uh, kind of magic, at least magic as it relates to the Western concept of witchcraft. Um, things do get dark. Don't know if I had to tell you that things happen. Darker than black magic, baby. Exactly. Speaking of black magic, see you guys in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're part of the Facebook group you get this and if you're not you should join the facebook group <laughs> yeah to join the facebook group you can go to coltpodcastshow.com and then you can head over to the bottom of the page or there's a button that says facebook group you can join it and you can be privy to all of the weirdest shit that could possibly happen on a facebook group and you can get on the band <laughs> you can get on the bandwagon for the cult podcast dark magic desert meetup las vegas 2020 <laughs> Oh, I thought we were doing it in 2016 so only real witches could come. <laughs> Astral projection encouraged to save on travel costs and reduce your carbon footprint. Bring your mushrooms. <laughs> Not for tripping, just for pizza because, you know, bring your own food. So this episode, just like every episode, is sponsored by our Patreon donors. <laughs> Yes, for just $5 a month, you get access to the Speculation Zone, our bonus show, which uh, we just came out with a new episode on... Roanoke. And that shit was dope. We did it with special guest uh, Todd from the Horror Virgin podcast. I'm not sure if he calls it The Horror Virgin. I just call it Horror Virgin. I think that's right. People often say The Cult Podcast, and I always get upset about it. Um, although really? we are technically the cult podcast. Yeah, there's not another one that stole our name three weeks after we started that has a ton of one-star reviews on iTunes. Badoom! We talking shit, baby! <laughs> I'm not a psychologist, but I've done a lot <laughs> of research on which other podcasts kind of suck sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one of the other things that you get is a shout-out on the Better Cult Podcast. Uh, the Cult Podcast, if you will. And uh, so I'm going to start us off this week. Uh, this episode is brought to you by, oh God, Gordana Bicus. They say, hello, Armando. Just go with my full name. I reckon it would be a laugh to hear you three trying to pronounce it. All right. All right. Another <laughs> yeah, one Yeah, no, I want to try. See, let's yeah. see. I would say Jordana Bicus, but I'm probably also wrong. Jordana Bicus. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, this one goes out to Gordon A. Balljax. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for supporting us, Gordon. You're uh, having a laugh. <laughs> I really want Gordon to uh, email us which one of us was the closest, and I hope it's the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, again, this one goes out to Gordon A. Balljax. Thank you so much for supporting. 
And this one goes out to Jay Jarrett, hoarder of useless knowledge and weird facts. You've come to the right place, yes. Jay. Yep. We have yeah. many of those. That's mm-hmm. all three of us now. Yes, yes. These things just live in our brains now. Yeah, I have no use for any of the things that I research outside of the thing. Do you know how many people I've tried to tell that the president of Uganda has a rap career? <laughs> I'm Two different singles. Two different. Do you know who else has a rap career? Who? Uh, Gerben Goli, Bernie Mohamedov, the president of Turkmenistan. What the fuck? Why? I am very proud of myself for pronouncing that name. That's insane. You shouldn't be able to have a political career and a rap career. We we are going to watch some videos after oh this. Oh, my God. Jay-Z 2020. Jay-Z 2020. Not after he cheated on Beyonce. Accurate. I do love that Kanye is trying to run for president, but he's saying he's... He's pitching 2024. Like, he's like, nah. <laughs> I won't be ready by that. I don't have it ready. I'll still be on tour. I don't want to do that to America. He doesn't want to step up to Trump. He's we- got to have a, an um, Americana album. There you go. That's that would be, be amazing. All right. And finally, most importantly, this episode is brought to you by First of His Name, worshiper of satan and our resident satanic correspondent giver of nazi coins and fiesta wear sender of hilarious pepperoni roll snacks kyro thorn aka young barbara hell yeah we love you Cairo. hell yes this is probably the only time i could say that and it's like extra good because when i say hell yeah he's like hell yeah hell yeah satan Cairo yeah. has sent us the most amount of wine, and which I have drank. So. Was he the one who sent us the blue yes. frog yeah, wine? Yeah, the chocolate frog wine. Oh, mm-hmm. man, you fucked up, dude. That shit was too good. It was amazing. I drank it during an episode, and Armando kept taking it from me. God. For reasons. Yeah. <laughs> she reminded me of my father. Anyway... <laughs> So to learn more about our Patreon, you can go to www.armandosfatherleft.com patreon.com slash cult podcast there's a bunch of really great tiers um also if you're not already in it i know that we mentioned it but the facebook group is fucking phenomenal right now we are doing a uh secret santa and we are currently Actually, it's closed. Yeah, it's it closed. was the last day to do it. A couple great announcement <laughs> after it's over. Well, it's just something that like we announced it on the last episode. That's true. Um, we did a poll about whether or not Bloody Marys are good or creepy soup. They are terrible. Um, yeah, there's so much fun stuff that happens in that group that it's just like kind of unbelievable. By the way, shouts out to Kristen Vaughn for putting together that Secret Santa. Yeah, that amazing. Was amazing. We did not have the time to deal with it. No, I wouldn't say deal with it. I would say have the burden of it to organize and do questions and sort everything. And yeah, it's yeah. a lot Kristen's of work. Been and doing we, an amazing job. We really appreciate that. I I I am very excited to participate, but also the fact that some of you. Um, could not send a gift and some others of you stepped up to still help those people participate to give double gifts just in case that was so great it was so sweet sweet. it was really heartwarming i absolutely loved it we have created this weird community of people that is like 
it has gone beyond the, the podcast so much if yeah. we if we like in some horrible accident just all died in a plane crash, i'm pretty sure they would all just stay in the group yeah, yeah they would i'm pretty sure they would start cult podcast too and it'd be like gallagher too where it's just like <laughs> pretty much the same but not quite we're gonna smash some cheese i'm 80 percent sure cairo has our actual dna and has clones at the ready in case one of us dies I, he would be devastated if we oh died. yeah um, it's just community that's really great. And, uh, if you'd like to join, I said it before, I'll say it again, coltpodcastshow.com. Uh, and then you can go down to the bottom and go to the Facebook group, or you can search us up on Facebook. It's amazing. It warms my heart every day. Um, and sometimes people wander in. It's a lot of fun to watch them flounder around realizing that everyone in there admits to being in our cult. Yeah. Something kind of crazy happened this week in the Facebook group where someone wandered in didn't know what cult podcast was about, wanted to join an actual cult, and everyone was just like, hey, we think you're in the wrong place, but no one was like mean, like no yeah, one they cussed were just them out. politely ushered out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's just really a testament to how sweet our fans are, is that they're just like pretty nice people, and they don't, you know, they believe that people are mostly good, and they don't want to harm anyone, and they're not going to like get all in a tizzy, and like people don't, for the most part, get in fights, like... Yeah. It's a fun little group, and I really appreciate it. The only time fighting occurs is really whenever somebody is in, like, almost unarguably being a dick. Um, and even then, people are just like, hey, don't think you meant to say that this way. Yeah. Uh, also, fun thing is he made a lot of mentions to black magic, which, as I've been reading, is apparently necromancy. So He listed I, necromancy, didn't he? I don't know who he wants to raise from the dead in Vegas, but if you <laughs> die in Vegas, you stay in Vegas. He, he's coming for you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that dude that got mauled by a tiger. <laughs> he's alive. I thought he died. No, no he's still alive. It's still does shows. Alive. We could go see him when we go to Vegas for our desert black magic meetup. Oh, you know what? They killed the tiger. Maybe that's what he's after. They did kill the tiger. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you want to send me an animal you fished out of a river, just (laughs) throw in whatever. It smells so bad. Throw in whatever bait you got. And then the first animal that you catch, just put it in a box. Is this a lemur? (laughs) Uh, and send it to me. You can take a picture and send it to me at uh, Mondo Does Stuff, M A N D O Does Stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also check MondoDoesStuff.com for show dates. Uh, in two weeks, I'll be headlining some shows out in San Diego. And then in December, I will be doing a bunch of shows in LA, including Chatterbox. Real excited for it. And then in January, I'm going to die from how much I get. I have to travel. I was going to say get to travel. I'm reaching a point where i don't want to travel that much anymore just want to crawl into a hole anyway so send me that river monster um (laughs) send me your best story about when you laid down your rod in front of the pharaoh (laughs) (laughs) yeah at mondo does stuff love you thank you bye hey uh if you want to send me the most magical thing that's ever happened to you uh, or something that a man has done to you when you were just doing some, some nothing. I'm just fucking standing here and he throws his fucking rod down in front of me, <laughs> calls me Pharaoh. It's like, what you doing, buddy? Yeah. If you want to send me any time a man has thrown his rod at you and you have not welcomed it, 
uh, or the coolest bit of magic you've ever seen, uh, send them to me on all the things at Sundress Comic or check out my art at Andrea Gazetta. I also have prints in the shop. If you're looking for a sweet Christmas gift, I got stickers. I got a panther with rainbows in its eyeballs. This shop has everything. <laughs> if you're Odysseus and tripping on Molly, you would love all of this shit so much. Just got these like effed rabbit scenarios. <laughs> this art gallery in a dumpster in lower, lower, upper east side Chelsea has everything. <laughs> Please check it out at AndreaGazetta.com. Thank you so much. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure your art is still up in uh, until January, right? Oh, yeah. I, I have a piece up at Art Share la if you're in downtown la and you want to go check out a magic antler deer check that shit out man yeah that shit is dope and you can also buy a print of that painting from andreagazetta.com oh thanks b yeah if you want to send me like spec scripts for law and order episodes where they solve magic crimes specifically law and order svu i want olivia benson and Detective Finn Tutuola solving magic crimes. You can send those to me at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on the Instagrams. Written by Dick Riverwolf. <laughs> Excuse me, Richard Riverwolf. <laughs> oh my God. If you like our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Colt podcast or on twitter at cult podcast show you can also send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail.com or you can actually send us a river wolf at oh god <laughs> package it how you choose at 3756 west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like, like the, the shining los angeles california 90065 if you do send a river wolf, uh, just call us beforehand. Not for any reasons. I just got a super quick called uh, animal control. <laughs> um, we just got to build a cage real fast. <laughs> oh, my God. If you uh, want to learn more about the show or find episodes that other people listen to first so you can get y'all friends into it because that's how cults work, you can go to cultpodcastshow.com. Um, it's revamped. It's got a bunch of cool stuff on it. I mean, not. it's got pretty much the same stuff. It's just rebranded in a cooler way. Um, yeah, cultpodcastshow.com. And you. meet us in the desert for our dark magic <laughs> desert meetup. We are going to raise this tiger from the dead, then throw it in a river. <laughs> As it has been foretold by my pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, an eagle. That was I the bird know. telling us it was going to happen. And I'm going to say... Don't drink that river water. <laughs> it's full of animals. It tastes like seven different kinds of piss. <laughs> and blood. So much blood. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, seven different kinds of piss got me really good. Straight up, I was reading this thing about a dude who was talking about how he was sad he was a teacher, and it said that uh, the grade school boys... We're putting piss in chip bags and throwing it at each other. <laughs> How has your gender survived? Dorito bags mostly. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's so scary. And we still fuck them when they grow up. I, it's crazy. I, you're gonna have to rethink that. Uh, and don't don't drink the Dorito bag full of piss. And don't drink the Kool Aid. Bye. Bye.
fucking chip bags full of I piss don't each know. other? I got some chips. You want some? No. You'll never believe what the price is. <laughs> is, it, is it piss? I'll never tell.